Ronaldo's my boy. <laughs> So hello and welcome to a very special Late Night Reds podcast. You've got myself, Dyson, we have the usuals, Tom and Wayne, and then we've got a very special guest as well. It's my brother, he's in Dubai, he's the Middle Eastern correspondent, it's Ashji. How's it going, lads? You alright? Very Good well, night. thank you. Very well. Oh, fucking hell. Absolutely. Honestly, what a roller coaster 48 hours we've had as, as, as fans and just as, yeah, just... Um... So we'll just start off with the actual feelings of what we feel. Can, I'll start off with you, Tom. What what are you watching? Is that grin come off your face yet? Has it fucked me? Surprise, surprise, motherfucker! The king is back. We'd love to see it. I love this game. It's fucking brilliant. But to be fair, you're right. It's an emotional twenty-four hours, wasn't it? I think uh, if you if you asked me maybe forty-eight hours ago, I was feeling I felt like shit. Um, but yesterday. Got the news through, and I've been buzzing since, mate. I've not stopped smiling, <laughs> mate. Buzzing. I'm not obviously Ash. I've been voice noting you. You voice noted myself. I've said some some stuff that I would take back now um, in a heated bit. And... <laughs> said, yeah, I was just like, yeah, what the fuck's he doing? Why is he doing this to Fergie? Why is he doing it to me? That was, that was me. I was just that, that was just me. But, it's, yeah. a good, it's a good good point, Matt, though, Dyson. I think it's worthwhile saying that, I don't know if anybody knows, but our Late Night Reds official Twitter account did get hacked 40 hours ago. <laughs> and uh, I think there's not too much I can say about it, because obviously it's still under investigation with Twitter. But there's some shocking things that have been published on there over the last 48 hours. I mean, there was that video with somebody threatening to coin Ronaldo from the Stretford end when he returned on the 6th of November. That's shocking. Yeah, and there was the other one, weren't there? When you were saying that there was, someone was going to run on the pitch and give him the Jack Grealish treatment, which was shocking as well. So, obviously, apologies for any of the five listeners uh, who saw that video. Um, but, yeah, it definitely wasn't us. Uh, we've been hacked, and uh, we'll share some more news on that in the, in the coming weeks. So, we'll go, obviously, Ash as well, obviously, over in Dubai. What's been the feeling over there? Because I'm, I'm assuming that there'll be a lot of City fans over there with all the hail and stuff yeah. like that. So, what's been the feel yeah. over in Dubai, and obviously maybe be able to gloat now that we've actually got we've got him back? It's true. It's true. Over here in in Abu Dhabi, especially, obviously, it's, they're all they're all City fans, but mostly in Dubai, it's, it's expats. So it's been mostly you know Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans, everyone's kind of all over the place, and it's just been, as you mentioned, it's been a really emotional two days I think for United fans I've had everyone taking the piss out of me saying like we you know your greatest ever players signing for fucking City um, all that jazz and then within the space of you know 24 hours turns around and he's he's back in Manchester and everyone's been really quiet all of a sudden so I'm buzzing with it, it it's a good signing and it's just it's the first signing where you look at it and you think you know this is this is a huge huge signing obviously Varane's great Sancho's great but in terms of like I can't remember the the last world class, you know, like top top of the game player that we signed, and this is obviously twelve years later. We've we've, we've replaced Ronaldo with with Ronaldo. So <laughs> yeah, 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 can't, yeah. Well, not can't really disagree with that. Um, Wayne, obviously, your emotions were completely different to the three of ours. Um, <laughs> just just explain how you were feeling, mate. 
I was calm, mate, as you know. Hey, there you go. You, oh, you, were send, you were sending my mental health fucking all over the gaff. You were, you were absolutely <laughs> imploding, mate. And I also, yep. I'm gonna start, I'm also gonna shout out Sammy and Shads as well. Sammy, a little bitch, also oh, melting. And that, what you're all absolute madasses. I told you. Do you know what? Do what, mate. I'm not having this, mate. Bullshit. You were sat there at home crying into a tub of Ben and fucking Jerry's, mate. I'm not having <laughs> Swear it. down, mate. Swear, if it was, if it was, I'd say it, but I just said it was never gonna Look, happen. It's it's Oof. like saying that I'm gonna go and fucking marry a scouse woman. It ain't ever gonna happen, is it? Because I can't stand her. It was never gonna happen. He was using him. I even told Dyson he was using him. So I was I was fine. I said it's it's okay. I, I even said back in March that I thought he'd come back to United. Yeah, yeah. Wayne's Wayne's a type of bloke for anybody listening who wins a grand national every year. He's, he's never had a loss. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's not had a loss yet. Yeah. Uh, I've got the proof, mate. It's all right. I've got proof that I said it back in March, so it's fine by me. I was I was chilled about the whole situation because I'd never. You, you, if you really thought that he was gonna go and sign for Man City, I'm sorry, and I know you two did. You fucking idiots. <laughs> Let's be honest. He was never gonna go. He was never gonna do it. It was just all a ploy, mate. So I was, I was okay about it. And then when he say come back, where he was signed for United, happy days. It's like unbelievable. It's like it, the only other person I think in recent time that if they came back at a certain stage in the career that would have had this much of impact is if Cantona come out of retirement and came back to United. Hmm. Over, over than that, I know Scolzi came out and was all buzzy, but it's Scolzi, Scolzi. It's not, uh, it's not a Ronaldo. Not a Kevin yeah. now. Ronaldo coming back, it's just like different level. And the only other person that could have been around that level is if Cantna said, All right, I'll come out of retirement after two years of being in retirement, fit as a fiddle and say I'm coming back for United. So I'm I'm just buzzing that we get to see him again. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm buzzing. Because there's a lot of people that never got to see Cantna, uh, sorry, uh, Ronaldo as well at Old Trafford. But Dice, let me know if you got to see him live at Old Trafford yeah, for yeah. United. Yeah, no, no. We were, I used, yeah, we used to go, didn't we, Ash? Like, when we yeah, we've seen him, yeah. We, we, we was there sporting Lisbon when he scored that yeah. free kick. And then, it, was it Dynamo Kiev? We yeah. was there as well. So, yeah. So, he's uh, going to go to. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. But, yeah. obviously, it was like, it was like what, was he 14 at the time or something like that? Yeah. Well, now, obviously, we're having a season ticket. You better see him so much more. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just something different. It's something special. Yeah. Oh. So I'm buzzing, mate. Come, come Newcastle home. I'm getting fucking twisted out my tits. So. <laughs> you go. The thing is, since but since Ronaldo actually, um, well, since Ronaldo signed, then our official website crashed, didn't it? It got over yeah. one million likes in the space of an hour on social media. Wow. Um, absolutely, just it's just yeah, bigger than. Bigger than, it's bigger than football. It's bigger than Messi in football in terms of his, him as a person. I think he's bigger than sport, Ronaldo. I don't think anybody would be able to get this amount of publicity as a 36-year-old anyway. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, fair play to Ronaldo. I mean, Messi's gone stat padding out in the Farmers League in France when Ronaldo's contesting himself in the most competitive league in the world. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In front, the French League went to the sixth best team in um, best league in Europe, didn't it? It's not even in the top five yeah. anymore. So, yeah, it's crap. Levels it's crap to this game, isn't it? <laughs> levels to this game. Who, who judges that? Bad? I think it's all. UEFA, um, yeah, UEFA, yeah. Um, so, what's, what's, what's it? What's it? 
what's it judged on and all that stuff? European Cup qualification. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, something, it's something to do with the clubs qualifying for European competitions. And I think it's over the last two, three seasons, uh, Portugal's teams are in more European competitions than French ones. So they've overtaken them. So it's just yeah. how far they get on or something like that. Yeah, the base, the base, the base on points, and that's why obviously we, as the Premier League, we get four teams that automatically get into it because of obviously we're always in quarterfinals and semi-finals and stuff. Like usually, it's all four teams in it. Um, yeah, no, I just get some like some sort of point system. Uh, but with with Ronaldo, so obviously when he was at time is when he was first spell at Man United, he was there for six years, 118 goals he scored. He then went on to Real Madrid to score a hundred, no, four hundred and thirty-eight ga- um, goals in, no, four hundred and fifty goals. Sorry, in four hundred and thirty-eight games. That's in nine seasons, so over a goal a game. And then even at Juventus, he went there when he was thirty-four, thirty-five, basically. Well, no, thirty-four he was, I think. Hundred and one goals in one hundred and thirty-four games for Juventus in three seasons. The joke. That is, yeah. And he outscored a £97 million Romelu Lukaku last year as well. Yeah, exactly. And a worse team. Yeah. A, a, a so, team that was managed by Perlo. <laughs> um, yeah. And like I said, last season he scored 36 goals in total and the season before that was 37 goals. So at 35 and 36-year-old, he's bagging them type of numbers. And I know we disrespect the Italian league and things like that, but so many good players come from that Italian league. And yeah, we can't, I can't, well, honestly, what's, so we'll come to you, Wayne, first of all, in terms of them numbers, in his actual full career, at this present moment in time, he's scored 783 goals in 1,076 games. Is he still going to do it for Man United up front? Is he still going to do it at 36? Don't care, mate. Ronaldo's come on, we can get relegated. Couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit. Let's see Ronaldo on the pitch. Of course he's going to do it. It's Ronaldo. Course he's gonna do it. He might not he might not live up to the high them numbers. Premier League's obviously a bit different. Yeah. But it's Ronaldo. He's gonna deliver. It's, it's there's, there's no question. It's not even a debate. It's Ronaldo. Of course he's, he'll score yeah. goals, he'll he will create, he'll be an absolute menace, he'll be a match winner. End of the, the greatness is greatness. He's he's gonna he's gonna be a difference. Wherever he went, and he's come to us, so happy days. Yeah, well, I'll come and I'll come to you, Tom, as well. Obviously, I know in the last podcast and the one before that, you were just saying Man United need a number nine. We need a striker. We need someone who can put the ball into the back of the net. Obviously, I know you chuffed it's Cristiano Ronaldo, but just put the fact that it's Cristiano Ronaldo to one side, the fact that we've gone out and signed a striker that's got these type of goals in him. What What's your thoughts on the actual season going ahead? Now, is it just like we've is, is the you think we're going to be winning the league, challenging for the league, winning Champions League? What, what's, what's your thoughts on just the Ronaldo signing and the actual thought that we've got a number nine finally? Oh, yeah, we're winning a lot, mate. Winning the fucking quad, World Cup, everything. <laughs> Nothing, no one's going to fucking stop us. But that's exactly what we needed, that that striker. I said to you last time, didn't I? I know everyone's been crying out for a midfielder, but the games I'm watching, I don't think they make much of an impact, really. You need someone who's going to score. For the last two years, I've just been pulling the air out, just going mad because sick of us putting balls in the box or getting it in wide areas and looking up and no one's in there. When Cavani plays, it's a bit different because he is in there and he's making good runs. But now we've got Ronaldo. 
fucking hell, he's going to bag, mate. He's going to absolutely bag. And I know we're saying it's the Premier League, but the Italian league's well defensive, right? Teams sit back, flat back turns, etc. And uh, he's still putting up silly numbers, like 29 goals. I think he's going to bag for fun up front for United. You think you've got Rashford, Bruno, Pogba, Sancho, all creating chances for him. It's going to be ridiculous. So, I can't wait, mate. It's coming yeah. out. Everything. It's coming out. You've not said it yet. You've not said it yet. Say your two magic words. <laughs> title Looking charge, for the season, We're going on a fucking title charge. Come there it is. There it is. <laughs> I was missing it. Oh, brilliant. And uh, that's as well. So, Tom, we're picking up then on the likes of Rashford, Sancho, and obviously Bruno. Um, but Bruno's on a, another level on his own. Obviously, he's, he's in that type of um, prime years for himself. But he's still got the Rashford at age 23, 24. Sancho at 20. Got Greenwood at 19. The, the fact that Cavani's already in there and he's already made a big difference to this Manchester United team last season. Now we've brought in Cristiano Ronaldo. What do you think obviously is going to happen to this front line of Man United? Is it just going to just get better and better and better the, term, the likes of Rashford and Greenwood and Sancho? Yeah, they'll all play better. They'll all have to play better. You know, he'll obviously the, the stories you hear of Ronaldo and his professionalism and how much he puts into the game. It's perfect for like you know Greenwood and Rashford to have you know one of the most clinical finishes ever. Just being around him in training, I think he'll elevate everyone's game. I think the team when they get the ball, they're going to look forward now instead of looking sideways or backwards. You know more often they're going to get the ball and look for Ronaldo and you know use that. And the whole team is going to play on the front foot because we've got him and we know if you give him a chance, he'll bury it. Doesn't matter. You know his game's changed. He's not a winger anymore. He's a he's a number nine now. He's good in the air. So we'll play off him, you know. We'll get the ball in behind. The uh, it be it, yeah, it's class. I think it's it makes so much sense, and it's better than Martial. So it's really a win. <laughs> yeah, definitely. See now, me and Tom didn't even mention Martial then, and I'm way more even even just like breathe Martial at all in his breath. You can't Who? even be out of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I think Ash made a good point though about the headers. Though. I think Ronaldo scored like the most headers in the Serie A last season. I think he got seven or something like that. And I think there was only one one or two players who got more in the world. I think it was that, is it Andre Silva or something like that who plays in Germany? I think he got eight. But he's an absolute monster, isn't he, Ronaldo? I've just got his, I've got yeah, some stats did. up here now, Dice, of his goals. And even when he was at United, I'm looking at it. There was that, see, there was that mad season, wasn't it, when he scored 42 goals and it was unreal. But other yeah. than that, he was scoring like 23, 26, 12, etc. And then when he went to Real Madrid, he got silly where he was scoring like 55 to 60 goals a season. Yeah. Um, but then the last three seasons at Juve, you got 28, 37 and 36. So if you, you take that into consideration, other than that one mad season where he got 42, we're getting someone who's scoring more goals now than it was when he was at fucking United last time. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, he's, he's, he elevated his game, didn't he, when he went to Real Madrid? And he did that vocal point. Um, and he'd become basically sort of a number nine. He'd, I know he played on the wide, but he was more coming in and playing up front, wasn't he, with Benzema. Um, and obviously he had that he had that rivalry. I say rivalry, it was more of a sportsman rivalry with Messi where they just wanted to just outdo each other in that league. And it was just silly to watch for, for when Ronaldo and Messi was in the same league for them nine seasons, it was just silly to watch them two playing. Silly. Um but the fact that, obviously, we thought he was going to... Well, I know Wayne, you didn't, but we thought that he might have ended up going to, uh, to sorry to Manchester City. 
um, was just obviously a kick in the teeth. Um, I think obviously there was truth in it. There clearly was truth in it because the likes of Real Ferdinand has already come out and said he was on the phone to him saying, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, is this is this true? Why are you doing this?" Like, and yeah. literally was was speaking to him at like half to like half one in the morning. There's been rumours now that Fergie had a chat with him in the morning yesterday morning. Bruno Fernandez was up most of the night speaking to him, and then you got Paddy Evra putting on his socials about um, about a WhatsApp um, chat that he had with him as well. Um, the unity of them boys actually getting together and making sure that this move happened. How how special does that make you feel as obviously a Man United fan? And I'll start with you, Ash. I think to be honest with you, a lot of it is from the messages you see is a bit of panic from you know, ex-United lot, making sure that we don't, you know, that if he had a sign for City, and obviously it's not happening, but if he did, you know, the pendulum would have swung massively in City's favour uh, in terms of, you know, Manchester being blue, but it didn't. So, but, you know, all this stuff about all the exes getting in touch with him and making sure it's not true, it shows you, you know, the, the legacy that he's got at United. And I think, especially going off his words, you know, from previously, and you can see it on Sky Sports, what they've all been saying, he is proud of that legacy and he is like a legacy man. And that's obviously why he's chosen to, to come back. But you do love to see it. You do love the fact that Fergie's in his chair by the snooker table, just on, on the phone to him saying, listen, don't, don't listen to that ball twat, come home. So, <laughs> you know, that's what's happened. So it's, it's great. Yeah, I think it's uh, from all, everyone involved. The good thing about United is it's one big family and you can see that from ex-players, you know, every play for Juve as well. And all these different players are obsessed with what United is and what it used to be. And that, that obviously that's uh, that's done its poll and it's brought Ronaldo back. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're spot on, mate. I mean, it's not a good time to be a City fan or City as a club at the minute, are they? I mean, I've seen some some fans have uh, started a petition, haven't they, for that. Their CEO, is it Caldoon Almaborak or something like that, to resign? the fuck is that guy? I was thinking about it last night. I was kind of like, there's actually his pants pulled down a couple of times. I didn't last 40 hours. <laughs> first, first by Daniel Levy, by Harry Kane, and then now went by Ed Woodward, of all people. You think he's one yeah. of the big boys, doesn't he? Instead of fucking pants pulled down, City have been rejected by Messi, Kane, Ronaldo, and Danny Ings in the space of a couple of weeks. It's fucking mad. <laughs> I love how you yeah. just chucked Danny Ings in there. <laughs> 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 It's true, though. Uh, it's true. You know, they, they sign one player for 100 mil, and that, you know, that's kind of that's kind of shot them in the foot, really, hasn't it? Because obviously, Daniel Levy now wants 150. Didn't get that, so he goes after Ronaldo. So, yeah, they, they've had a crap summer. Yeah. And what, what's your thoughts on the actual unity of the um, everyone getting together and just making sure that this deal wasn't going to swing the other way, no way? It's United through and through, isn't it? A lot of the United boys stick together. Um, I think it's cracking, to be fair. Uh, again, I didn't think it was going to happen anyway, because <clears throat> Fergie's always called Ronaldo his boy. If there was ever a chance for him going to go, if he does a sniff of it, United have always been interested. But it is nice that you see uh, these ex-players talk so highly of the, of the club still, uh, and influence people still, and talk about people, you know, very passionate about people that are still playing to, to even if they can even use any of their links or ties to get someone good at the club. You know, even Rio, when it was Varane got announced, straight away he's like uh, walking to the side of the pitch saying, I'm going to welcome and go and win and all that stuff when we was all at the ground. Just little stuff like that, it shows that they, they welcome new players and you know that's a centre-half to a centre-half. And Varane obviously will know who Rio is. It's, it's good to see stuff like that, where some clubs, they don't, they don't really care. But 
the fact that no. they've all got around, they've all circled around him, uh, all done. I mean, they're all saying what they've done. We know Rio were never in that. Fergie's car and everything, that's all leaking. There should have been more stuff leaking out of people that probably spoke to him. But no, it's 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 good. It's, it's cracking and he's home, so happy days. Yeah, and something that I thought for me, which swung at you saying, I just, I just thought, oh, it's happening, he's coming back, was when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did his press conference. Now, he'd, it's one thing he doesn't do, he doesn't speak about players that don't play for Man United. He just doesn't do it. He just says, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about them. Let's talk about this. And then as soon as the Ronaldo question come up, I thought, oh, he's going to bat this away. And he went, well, you know, you know what our thoughts on him are. He knows our thoughts on him. Bruno's been speaking to him. And if he is going to leave Juventus after he's already announced he is going to leave, there's always a place here for him. I thought, what me, it's happening. Like, it's got, that's... You've got to remember, mate, Yago Mendes is also Fergie's agent as well. Yeah. So they would they would have been because it did seem to happen like rapid in the space of like three hours from Ollie's press conference to United putting stuff up on Twitter and that it happened so quick. The Eric has been in the mix for more than a few days. No, this conversation has been going on for a bit. I think Real just... Real said didn't he on his podcast that he probably got wind of it before it was announced about thirty six hours before that he was on the move and then that he rung. Um, or he was messaging Ronaldo, and then Ollie's apparently rang Ed Woodward, and they both agreed straight away that, yeah, we need to sign him at all costs. And apparently, he said on that five podcast he does that he can't criticise any of the Manchester United board the way that they've acted. He said, from start to finish, he said they were clinical. He said they just went straight in, they knew what they were doing, they were decisive, and they got it done straight away. He said at every single stage, he said they were absolutely unbelievable. He said so. Fair play to another nice change. Yeah, exactly. I say that it's mad. It's mad if that is true because our, our transfers take about eighteen months to complete. So it took <laughs> but, us three years to sign Sancho. But <laughs> yeah. it just shows, though, doesn't it? Like forty-eight hours, we've gone and signed the biggest signing we've ever made. Forty-eight hours, it was just done like that, click of a fucking fingers. It makes yeah. you laugh, doesn't it? It makes you wonder what the fuck are you doing? Took us nine years to sign fucking Varane, didn't it? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Ten yeah. years, yeah, since since the first time round. <laughs> so, because number three, yeah. two or three years, sign Aaron Maguire. Yeah, it, it took us so oh. many years to get Pogba to sign a proper contract. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's, it's good to. <laughs> no, I mean, the, no, I mean, when he left the first it, yeah. time, the first oh, time yeah. he left, <laughs> we, we got we got him back. It took us a lot of time to do that. So the fact, if that is true, and it is like thirty-six hours turnaround, then unbelievable. Fair play to everybody. Yeah. He's, oh, all around it makes days. sense. Like, what was it? I think it's 20 mil up front and then add-ons. I think United yesterday on the, the stock exchange with you lot, they're not interested in it. I think it was 7% yesterday we were up, just in 8, terms 8%. of the value of the club. 8%. That's ridiculous. Yeah. There you go. So, we've already made it back twice. Exactly. And then you've got your shirt sales on top and everything. So, it's, it's, a, it's again, one of them transfers that pays for itself. You, yeah, you, get, you get some of them. When, when Pogba came for 89 million, it, it paid for itself. Zlatan came on a free roll on wages. Again, it paid for itself. There's some transfers that will, because not only the big names and the worldwide names, I hate to say it, but they are shirt sellers and merchandise sellers. And I hate that part yeah. of, of it all because it is all a business. But in the day, that's what helps you get these players. You get other players that aren't that type, but they're good players, but they're not that type of you know shirt sellers and add-ons and this that. Ronaldo is one of them. He's he's worldwide, Mr. Worldwide like Arash, and he'll sell <laughs> shirts everywhere. 
I love it. So there you go. No. He's the most. No, he's not important, but he's the most followed man on Instagram, which you yeah. know shouldn't mean anything, but he is. As you say, he's he's literally Mister Worldwide. So yeah, it's even even sponsorships now. It's again, it's I hate this side of the football side because it's business and everything. But we've got sponsors coming out of our ass as it is. Now you you can also say right, well we've got Ronaldo that'll be the face of such and such. It just it just make more people want to be part of the club. And it's just more revenue on top of more revenue on top of more revenue. So as long as the money's being spent wisely and invested correctly, then we shouldn't have any problems in the next coming five years onwards. I hey, tell you what, boys, I bet that Chevrolet are fucking fuming. I bet they are, mate. I bet they are. I bet they're looking at that now going, hang on, they just signed Varane, Sancho, Ronaldo all in one summer. And we're sat here now fucking bubbling. Oh. <laughs> there you go. It's about Team Viewer, buzzing. Yeah, no team. Yeah, I think one of them. I think Team Viewer posted something on Twitter, like saying, "Like, oh, we're we're so happy to see you, here, Cristiano, and like tag Man United." And it was like, "Yeah, of course you fucking are." I tell you why, because you're making absolute go off it. Um, the only one that will probably probably oh, Moody is the um, that is it that cola the the shirt the sleeve sponsor because their contracts come up for renewal, isn't it? And then this <laughs> summer we've just gone out and got all them free and I bet they're freaking out for fuck's sake. <laughs> we're going to have to fucking double that, mate, aren't we? <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have to double our treble it all. We're just going to have to let go now and just say bye-bye to it. But I think they've got, is it two more years this year or next year? Or something like that? Oh, oh, it's, yeah. up for, it's up for renewal at some point this season. I know that. So I bet they're thinking for fuck's sake. <laughs> I think, I think you, you made a good point though, guys, about all these press <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was that? <laughs> I think uh, I think you made a good point though, Dice, about Ollie's press conference. I think the one for me though was Pep's fucking nuts. He was kind of like I thought he, he just he looked like a man who'd just given up, hadn't he? He felt like he'd been on an emotional rollercoaster, thinking he's going to get Ronaldo, and then he's kind of gone. Who's that bald cunt like I showed before? I'm not going over there. <laughs> and he, he got fucking rejected. But that, that was the best part of it all for me. It's the City fans on Twitter and the night before we seen it all, didn't we? They were all getting a bit giddy. They were all acting as if they've uh, they they fucking signed him and stuff and they were giving it the big end. and then twenty four hours turns around and Blue Moon started singing too soon again, haven't they? You that, you fucking love to see it. But either just, yeah. just for the for the sake of a bit of banter, I made a list, Dyson, as I said yesterday, of uh, all of the accounts I just want to quickly go through. So uh, at City Report uh, at City Insider, at City underscore extra. There'll be some United fans in this chat right now, yeah? And I understand the pain that you're going through. I don't. I kind of understand the pain that you're going through, right? The, the idea of the pain is there. Yeah, yeah I can visualise the pain. I can't feel the pain because obviously it was your hero, right? You know what I mean? He came, he grew, he developed and then, you know, you let him free. Um, and then he, he blossomed, yeah? It's like your little creation has gone into the world and you're all so proud of him and that, yeah? And obviously, you was all hoping that one day he would come back to United and that's obviously not happened. And I understand that a lot of you today will be, uh, will be, will be very upset, maybe frustrated at your football club. And all, all I would say <laughs> is, seriously... <laughs> <laughs> At City underscore talk, a City account to all announced Ronaldo the night before, and pictures of him yeah. in a City shirt. <laughs> no, couple, of, 
Yeah, exactly. There was a couple of journalists as well who confirmed Ronaldo had signed for City. There was uh, at Jack Gungham and at Sam Lee. So those two are both in the fucking mud. Uh, and there's <laughs> been a couple of uh, ex-City players, Nigel De Jong and Julian Lescott, who subsequently deleted tweets. But don't worry, lads, we've got the screenshot saved. For you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what, 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 what? We'll keep them in our back pocket. But yeah, so we just thought I'd call those guys out. But also, special mention for two City fans in particular. Uh, I won't name them. Uh, because I know the, the snowflakes and they'll get upset if I do, but they know who they are and I hope they're listening in the car. So yeah, well, let's, uh, let's just leave that there, shall you've we? Got, you've got to name him now, mate. Come on. No, I can't, I can't. One of yeah, me, honestly, you can't. One of my dear friends will be getting leathered if I do, so I better not. Oh. <laughs> well, well, we'll tell you later. Shocking. <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about, obviously, the transfer this well, this window itself. We signed Tommy Eaton on a free. Obviously, that was the first one. Jaden Sancho finally joined Man United. Then Varane. Another one that sort of come out of nowhere, and then Ronaldo. That's just we got offered him, and yeah, we're going to take him out. With fucking what a window! We you got a base your window, obviously, of what you win at the end of the season. That's what I think, anyway. But we'll just go off what we feel the buzz and we're feeling now. Do you feel like this is one of the best windows we've had in the Premier League era? And um, just with the feeling that we're getting right now, or is is the better ones? that you feel that have been in the last 12, I've got 30 years. I'll start with you, Wayne. If you've gone off names, you'd have to say it's one of the best ever. If, if we're being honest with ourselves, there was a, well, we got Slatt and Pogba that one, That we was a buzzing on that one. Yeah. Um, over the years, we've, we've had some players come in under Fergie and we've been buzzing, but this, this one just feels different. You're getting a Ballon d'Or winner multiple times and ex-United you're getting Champions League and World Cup winner and you're getting one of the most wanted hot prospects in Europe or in world football in Sancho so it feels like it's one, it, it just feels like our best ever however you are only judged on what you win like you say and we've had better seasons buying not named players so really I believe he should now go and win a trophy and we'll see at the end of the season. But the feeling you get is this is it's gotta be up there, hasn't it? It's gotta be the best one. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, that, I was exactly the same. I was thinking this through the night and I was last night, sorry, and I was kinda of like, that's gotta be like from a name perspective, the best transfer window we've ever had. And I think the only Absolutely. one I was the only one I was thinking of is the the one you mentioned with when we got Zlatan, Pogba, Mkhitaryan and and Eric Bay. Um yeah. I thought that was quite good as well. But yeah, it was it's unreal, isn't it? Varane, Sancho, and Ronaldo, and there's even talk that we might even be looking at Solnegas, Ruben Neves, and or somebody like Trippier, etc. As well, because if Delo goes to Dortmund, we're a bit light in the fullback department, aren't we? So I could see somebody else coming in. Yeah, because let Fossey went didn't he, last season. Brandon's out at Norwich, so if he does let Delo go, unless he's got some kid that he wants to bring through, he he have to buy someone at right back. I don't think he has, has he? Because he, he, I don't Ethan think Laird, he has. Ethan Laird's on loan at Swansea. He's on loan as well, yeah. The only thing I could think of is well. he played that girl brave at right back, but no one wants to fucking Can't see, see that. Can't see no. it. I think if, he, if the low goes, he's got to go in the market for someone. Yeah, I think if he does let the low go, I think Trippy is already walking through the door. Yeah. Um, 
Well, well, you'd you'd expect that. <laughs> if yeah. the law's on his way out, Trippy's got to be there with his bag knocking on the door, like, yeah, I'm ready to yeah. come in now. To be fair, uh, I'll tell you what, though, when, when players are now looking at this team, you've got to be thinking, fucking hell, get me over there. I want to be yeah. playing there. Because that, that forward line is the best in the world. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Bogba Bruno as well, even better. Two of the best midfielders. Probably, pains me to say, it's probably only Kevin De Bruyne in the world who's in that kind of category now with those two. But those two are elite. And then all we're missing now is a CDM. And if I'm Declan Rice, I'm looking at that going, get me fucking transfer request handed in now. I'll be part of the deal for Lingard and get me Old Trafford because I'm going in the quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. But the only transfer that I can think of, which is which got me really excited, was back in 0708 when we got Tevez, Anderson, Nani, and Hargreaves. Yeah, that was me. Like that was like That's that was like that. a, a good transfer. Yeah, it was a top one that, but at the time, Anderson and Nani, you, they weren't. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, yeah, that's showing a difference. We've had some exactly. before where we've got like Van der Sar and Jason Park, and they've gone on to win more. And they've been yeah. fantastic. That's, that's my point is if these yeah, exactly. guys go and win it as well, it's a double double yeah. tick for me. But you exactly. are right, that that's that window turned in to an unbelievable window yeah. from yeah. the end of the yeah. season. Yeah, because yeah, we, we got the Champions League at the end of that one as well. Just yeah. talking about um Champions League as well, we've got two signings. And this is this again, this is where you're coming right, Wayne. It's it's the, probably the most unbelievable transfer window we've had. And Ash, I'll come to you on this one. We've had Ronaldo, who's got five Champions Leagues. Varane is known as Varane Champions League with four. Champions that's now Varane. Champions, yeah. That's nine Champions Leagues that winners, well, winning medals that we've brought back into the club. Like, we've got to be challenging, haven't we? We've got to be winning it. We're not just winning that. We've got to be winning a trophy. It's got to happen this year. There's no excuses. 100%. I think this is it now. I think this year, obviously, everyone's got their own opinion on Ollie, but this year, with, with the signing that he's had, the backing that he's had, this year he's gotten to deliver something, I feel. Um, and this is his best chance to do it. And I think the league, now with this signing, I think we should be challenging for the league, especially that City haven't got a striker as well. You know, I think it's between, well, the big four, I think, any, you know, any of them could win it. But realistically, yeah, we should be pushing in Europe. We've bought the know-how. I think that's what it is. You know, Ronaldo knows what to do at certain times. Varane knows how to shut games out and he'll, he'll, you know, let everyone else around him know what he's doing. I think it's just, yeah, really, really good experienced signs who knew what they're doing. They're going to slot in straight away. There's no, you know, honeymoon period. They're going to go straight in, do the job. And it's exactly what we need, I think, especially for Europe. Uh, to challenge in Europe, we crapped last year in Europe, as we all know. Um, and it just, this is, yeah, the signings, he'll put it in the net. Varane will keep clean sheets. And everyone else will just continue to just get better around them. Better players make better, you know, the players around them better. Feels like exactly. when uh, it feels like when Liverpool like kicked on to the next gear, didn't it? You know, when they got Van Dyke, Fabinho, Allison, etc. Allison, yeah, exactly. They, they just become elite, didn't they? Three players who just walked into the starting eleven. I mean, the shit now, but they were good for a period. <laughs> <weren't they? laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, well. Like we said, Ian, on, on the transfers that we've got in, obviously we've now Varane, now Ronaldo. We've got we've Bruno, Bruno as well as a winner. He's not he's not won anything in terms of trophies. You've got Pogba, he's a World Cup winner. We can't take that away from him. Um, we've got... Yeah. We've got, we've got... Still, we've got a few winners in there at a young age. Sancho won his first trophy last year. I know he's, he's only 20. 
obviously um, Rashford himself, he um, won won what the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, and the in the Europa League. So it's not it's not like it's the rest of the team hasn't got experience in competitions or haven't got experience of winning something. So it's it should be exciting to really build onto something big. And I know Wayne, you'll be probably one of the. Oh, I think we all should be, but I think you'll be the first to say something if if we don't win a trophy this year. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, there's no, there's no, there's no excuses. I didn't think there was an excuse last season, as you know. No, yeah, no, I agree. There was, there was no excuses last season. We, we that Europa League should have been done. The, or, or the FA Cup, we should have got somewhere. You know, getting beat to Leicester, and obviously Villarreal. Not, it's not good enough. So this season, even if it's just one trophy, and it's the Carabao Cup. As much as I won't be happy with it, I've got to give Oli a bit of a pass on it because at least he's put some silverware in the in the cabinet finally, and that's something you can build on. Fergie went through a year, a couple of years where he didn't win a trophy, and I think it was under with Ronaldo and Rooney. His first one was the Carabao Cup against Wigan, and then we, that was to kick on. That was the start of the the rebirth of Man United because that was the first year he took the Carabao Cup proper seriously. Because he wanted to put a trophy in there to win the trophy drought. This yeah. season, yeah, some something has got to be put in to the cabinet, and if it's not, again, unfortunately, you have to look at the reason why it is not the caliber of people that are on them pitches in them semi-finals or cup finals. Yeah. It's the person picking the team or making the decisions, doing the tactics. In my opinion, but he's got all at disposal now. He's got more experience in there, more leaders on the pitch, more leaders in the dressing room. You know, Varane, unbelievable. Ronaldo, he's a captain. Cavani, true professional, as we know. Harry Maguire is our captain. This is a lot more in that dressing room, so hopefully it'll make us elevate it. And it's the fact, the one good thing as well is that people, they have to fight for a place now, especially in them top places. Yep. Rashford can play up front or he can play left or he can play right. Greenwood can play right, left or up front. Sancho is better on the right, but he can play the left. Sometimes he can play in the pocket. You've got Pogba, who can play on the left, or can play in the middle or in the pocket and take Bruno's spot. You've got Donny still desperately waiting to come on. He might he might finally get a start tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got, like I say, you've got Ronaldo and Cavani fighting out for who starts up top. There's, there's a, you, you can't have an off day now in them areas. You just can't. You've, you've got to be producing, training every day and on match days because as soon as you drop by 5%, there's another world-class name coming on to take your place. Yeah. So that's that's one good thing now that we've got, which we've not had for quite a few years. Yeah, definitely. And Tom, I'll come to you, mate. Um, obviously, Ollie gets a load of stick for his, some of his in, in-game tactics. He's... Is obviously the, the the fact that he doesn't adapt to the game quick enough, and his subs are just too late. Um, but something that we can't knock him for, and is now what he's building. And I know he's been backed, and no other managers haven't. But obviously, he's sort of way he wants to play football, the way that he wants to get this team forward, not just in an attacking. I mean, forward in terms of a club. Everyone can obviously follow that and wants to be part of it. So. What's your thoughts on just Ollie in, in, in just in total in terms of what he's been able to bring in? 
Yeah, I mean, you can tell he used to play football manager, mate, because I tell you what, he's got a, fucking, <laughs> you know, he's got a top team. I mean, we, in my opinion, looking at this now, we've probably got one of the best squads in the world, if not me, if I'm honest with you, because it's just unreal, isn't it? So, fair play, he's built a fucking unreal team. Now he just needs to go and, and win the trophies, like Wayne said. But if you look at where we were, what he's done, he's completely reset the culture of the club. So, fair play to him. appreciate it. Because th- think back where we were when we had Mourinho. We had, I, I, Shocking. I, I fucking hated that team. I, I said it, I've said it so many times, I hated it. There weren't a single player in there I looked at and God, I don't know what I like then. The only one I liked was Rashford. But I hated that team. And he stripped it back. If you look at some of the teams he put out in the early days, and he was still getting decent results, he was having like Phil Jones, Lindelof, Pereira, Brandon Williams, Dan James, etc., all playing. Desi Lingard's up front and stuff like that. It was mad. So he's proper stripped it back and he's built a team that fans can really, really kind of resonate with. And he's a team full of winners, wasn't he? Like you said, I mean, look across that pitch. De Gea, winner. Henderson, winner, if he comes in and he's hungry. The, the only one, I think, in the back four, over the, obviously you've got Shaw, Maguire, Varane, all of them are winners and you know they want to win. The only one who's probably not that aggressive with it is Aaron Wan-Bissaka, but he's dead laid back. You never know in his mind. He could be a fucking mentality monster, couldn't he? But <laughs> Pogba, McTominay, both hungry, want a fucking win. Rashford, Sancho, Ronaldo, Cavani, like you said. Greenwood, I think, is hungry. It's unbelievable and... He's just got to go and get the results now on the pitch and he's got to win. There's no excuses. And I, I think that if at the end of next season, at the end of this season, he's not got a trophy or he's not challenged on all fronts, then I think he's probably in trouble because that's my fear with Ollie. I think he's the man before the man, if that makes sense, for United. I think he's he's going to kind of put all that, lay down all the foundations. He's going to do all the hard work. He's going to build the elite team, but he, he might not have the technical capability as a manager to get us to where we need to be and take us up to that elite level, like somebody like a Pep, a Klopp or a Conte or somebody like that might do. But I hope he fucking does because he deserves to based on the rebuild he's done. Yeah. I just hope that he's growing as a manager with this team over the last couple of years and he's getting more yeah. and more experience and he's learning. But... If not, worst case scenario, you shake his hand, you thank him for everything he's done at the end of next season. If he, if he can't get us to where we need to be, and you bring somebody in who's ready. And I tell you what, if you brought somebody in like Conte, Pep, Klopp, or someone like that into this team, fucking hell, we're winning World Cup even though it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so tell me spot on there. Absolutely spot on. You. People obviously would be like, oh, you got to back all they do this, that. Oh, we do. We want nothing more as fans than to see Ollie succeed as a manager. We want nothing more because he's one of our own. He's been there, he's done it as a player and he wants to do it as a manager. Now, he's one of them where he's a bit of an unsung hero if, let's say, if it doesn't work out. Because if it doesn't work out, whoever does walk in, like you said, Tom, are walking into a, a better run club, a structure of players which suit the style of what Man United should be applied to and whoever was to come in after him needs to understand that we can't just get anyone need to be part of the structure and part of the build so going forward it will never change because uh, I think was, you're right that was, the, that was the problem though wasn't it we were trying yeah. to change Man United's philosophy for, for Van Gaal then we well for David Moyes first then we tried to change our philosophy to suit Van Gaal's philosophy then we tried to change it to suit Jose so that's why the transfers are all over the gap yeah. yeah, we've now gone back to 
our philosophy. And if if he doesn't succeed, and with this team, I think he will, to be fair. I think he will get something. But yeah. if he doesn't succeed, whoever does come in, if it is a Conte, he has to do the United way, which Conte we've seen over the years doesn't do it the United way. So, whoever whoever comes that, in, that's the thing. You yeah, won't, you won't bring whoever comes that. in would have to do it the United way. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be backing Oli, and I think he'll get at least one trophy this season. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I do I think he. I think I'd be I'd be gobsmacked with this squad if he if he doesn't. I'll, I'll just be sh- unbelievably shocked. I believe he's gonna get. A, Bit of a tin pot in that cabinet by end of the season. Yeah, and like I said, he's he's not. Even though he seems like he's new to the game, he's not. He's been a manager for for over ten years. Well, about ten years now. Um, in an actual manager anyway. When he went to Mulder, um, so he's got the difference. Different, different, yeah. Look, look at look at Southampton last week, right? The the, the reaction. So at Mulder, you could we might win a game against Leeds and he's, he smashed on five one and then he gets a draw and you go like oh, okay, but what about the last game when we fucking led Leeds at United? That felt like a loss at and the reaction was unbelievable. You saw fans having meltdowns, crying, etc. He's only yeah. drawn a game. He's not even lost. So that yeah. that's the difference. It's that level of pressure. The expectation and, now. Yeah, you've got to win every and single game. And, and it's it's not just obviously the expectation for Manchester United to win's always been there. But now the expectation is higher than it's ever been before since after since after Fergie. But we've got to give him the credit for that because he was to have this expectation. So the expectation now, he knows it. He knows what he needs to deliver. And I think he would understand if he didn't deliver it, what's going to happen. But I think he... I think he will as well. He's going to deliver it. He's it's, going to deliver it's, it. It's, it's even more difficult now as well because you've got to remember when Fergie was managing United and he won all of those trophies, he was only ever really in contention with one other team. Obviously, there was Liverpool, then there was Arsenal, then it was Chelsea, then it was City, etc. But it was only us all then, wasn't it? Everyone else, really, you just expected us to fucking lever. Now it's tough, right? You've got City, you've got Liverpool, you've got Chelsea... You could easily get beat by Tottenham. You could easily get beat by Leicester, etc. It's so much more competitive. And if you look at the calibre of managers in the Premier League at the minute, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I think yeah, the Premier League is shown again why it is the best league in the world. It went off a little bit. It did go off. Um, and then obviously you saw Spain then become the, the top dogs again. But then they've gone absolutely diabolical again. But their title races are really good, though. <laughs> but obviously, I won't go into that. Um, really, we want to look to try and finish this up now, just with, I just can't, say the 11th of September, when I'm sure he will play. Um, just to finish off, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow with the Wolves game? Do you think, not about the, the game itself, but do you think he's going to get announced properly again? Um, I know he's been announced by an agreement, but do you think, there might be something special. I know it's away at Wolves, but we think something uh, might be put in place. I think they're going to wait me. They'll be waiting until Newcastle will build up the suspense. They've agreed it. They've said that they've agreed it in principle, and then Newcastle just before the game, similar to Varane, they'll um, they'll they'll do a massive announcement, and then they'll just be on the pitch and they start at eleven. Does he have to quarantine? I don't know. I don't. They said I don't, he's got. I don't know the rules anymore. Yeah, but he's 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 no, I was just saying if, if he if you don't if you don't have to quarantine, United might be even smarter and just get back to Fergie at Wolves tomorrow if you don't have to quarantine with a mask on. Nah, he's not, he's not, not sat in the stand. Uh, no, no, he's in he's in Lisbon, mate, isn't he? So basically, he's not coming into England. He's staying in 
in Portugal. International for, break, inter- yeah, exactly. An international break, and right. then come back afterwards. But I'm pretty sure if you fly in from Portugal to England, you don't have to quarantine as long as you've got the relevant docks and stuff like that. Well, if that's the Heavens. case, then he can he can start. Then or he might even start being on a bench against uh, Newcastle and come on for someone. Oh yeah, undeniable. Yeah. He's up top in against Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to start, isn't he? Or he'll come on and Cavani will start and he'll just come on and get a massive reception. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Ash? Do you think, do you think, do you think, Ash, do you think number seven shirt is being given back to him? Yeah, I reckon so. I've watched Sky Sports News last night and they were talking about how United can do it. Uh, he's got to be on it. I think he's got to be number seven. So, um, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but it makes... It needs to be number seven, whether it's now or whenever. So, yeah, it'll be number seven, I reckon. I think he'll start against Newcastle straight away, chuck him in the deep end and uh, hat trick first game. Yeah. How did he give the number? Yeah, how did he do it? It's interesting, that number seven shirt, because Sky watched Sky Sports News as well last night, Ash, and they were saying that you, it, once the season started, you can only do it under special circumstances or something like that. Um, but when I was watching Rio's podcast on Five, he was kind of applauding Cavani saying oh Cavani what a guy by the way to go into a club like United and have a, a, a shirt like the number seven shirt and all of the history etc that wraps around it and just to give it up um, because you can see he's coming into town he said what a guy and I only applaud him so I think that's pretty much sorted I think Rio was kind of alluding to he's going to be number seven and Cavani's already given it up yeah it probably it has might, done might be, if... It might be something to do with the fact that Cavani's not played yet in that shirt and you might be able to get around it, etc. But yeah, apparently think, Cavani's yeah. kind of come forward and said, take the number seven here. Yeah, like, anyways, yeah, I love Cavani. and I But we do need to give him a number that rhymes with his song because if it doesn't, then um, we're fucked it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, though, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, anyway, Wayne's just obviously, I think it's just kicked him out. End it there anyway, lads. Um, wicked that we've actually got Ronnie back. Just wicked that we're able to talk about it and absolutely buzzing. I can't wait for this to get out and see if we do get obviously yeah. some listeners and stuff like that. So I'll end from here. So lads. there's only one way to end it, Dyson, though, isn't there? Go on. See. <laughs> <laughs>